tonight, everybody full of faith. Come on, you can do better than that, young adults. Can you make a little bit of noise? Tonight, we end our conversation, our series of talks. Uh, we, we started four weeks ago. Today marks the fourth week of a sermon series called People. Here's what I believe. People is the avenue that God blesses you the most. Think about your greatest memory. Who are you with? People. Think about the moment, that the worst moment of your life, the most painful moment. Who was with you? People. And see, the truth is I think the enemy knows the secret of people. The enemy tries to distract your life. The enemy tries to hurt you in the same avenue that God tries to bless you. You see, week one, we talked about people and my purpose. That your purpose is attached to people. Don't separate those two ideas. What God is leading you, what God has for you, the amazing plan and, and the direction God has for you. Listen, attached to that is people. Attached to it is people. People, week two, we, we, we talked about taking it personal. I'm going to be a believer that stands in the gap. Uh, you guys remember my friend Ishmael that I talked about? He wasn't the coolest of kids, but, but so many times God puts us around Ishmael's to love on them and to be with them and to stand in the gap. That was second week. The third week we talked about, believe it or not, grace is for you, believe it or not. That was last week. Who was here last week? Make a little bit of noise. Awesome. Tonight I'm going to talk about forgiveness, and the title of tonight's talk, if you're taking notes, go ahead and write it down. Forgiven people forgive people. This is for anyone who's ever been offended. Here's the truth. You see, the holidays are so much fun, but for most people, the holidays suck. I don't know if you knew this. Suicide happens the most in November and December than the rest of the month. Suicide. I mean, I don't want to be so, like, like, like disgusting and, like, morbid. I don't want to be too negative. But the truth is, is that sometimes we're trying to live a life chasing after those that people are leading us to, but we're having a problem letting go of people that we're still holding on to. You see, sometimes we got a foot into our purpose with our foot into our past. And we're trying to get to where God wants to lead us. See, some of us, this sermon series has been the hardest for you because you know how to love God, but you don't really know how to love people. And I think that this mentality of loving God and loving people is living in the correct way Jesus wants us to live. But when we don't, that's when we're actually going against what the gospel is leading us to do. So the truth is, listen, forgiven people forgive people. And I want to pitch you this idea if, if this, Listen, we have all been hurt by people. By show of hands. You can throw that up, Angel. We've all, raise your hand if you've ever been hurt by a person. Okay. Raise your hand if you haven't been hurt by a person ever. Come on. It's no one. It's no one. You see, what the enemy wants to do tonight, listen to me. The enemy, the devil, come on, he has no power over you. He's only going to lie to you. He's only trying to steal you, steal, steal your joy, steal your peace. He's only going to try to distract you. What he's going to be telling you all night tonight, you ready? He's going to say this, you're, you're bigger than forgiveness. He's going to say forgiveness is not that big of a deal. He's going to tell you this. Right, right now, you know what he's saying to you? I said forgiveness, and some of you already told yourselves, you don't got to listen to tonight's talk. You have every right not to forgive that person for what they did. You have every right now. Here's the truth. If I give everybody the mic, and we talked about how the deepest the deepest wound we've ever received from a person, I promise you by person three, we'd all be weeping. Because people hurt us. I was talking to just a couple young adults not too long ago. And one of them was telling me their story. I was like, oh my God. The fact that you're even worshiping as passionate as you are, you have every right not to because of what people did to you. And then I was just talking to her. She was like, yeah, but, but I met Jesus. Come on, something happened. In the life of a believer, when we understand that, yeah, people hurt us. But listen, because we've been forgiven, we can forgive people. Here's the truth. I, I want you to understand this. Unforgiveness 
It's like setting yourself on fire and expecting the other person to die from secondhand smoke. When you don't forgive people, you think, you're, you think it has everything to do with them. It has everything to do with you. When you're not forgiving people, you're, you're not letting go of them. And you think you're hurting them, but you're actually hurting yourself. It's like Angry Birds. I did some research on Angry Birds. How many of you guys know the game, the app for people? It's awesome. You got to get it. You flick the Angry Bird. This is so funny. There's so many Christians that live like this. Angry Bird, he's angry. You know how he's angry? Did the research. Angry birds are angry because the pigs that you tried to kill, they actually took the eggs of the birds. So that's why the, angry, the birds are angry. So what's funny is, uh, what, what, do, what do the birds use to kill the pigs? They use themselves. So they're launching into houses and to, to build kingdoms, trying to kill something by literally, it's like a suicide mission of revenge. Listen, when you're not forgiving people, you're literally hurting yourself in the process. You're thinking you just, oh, I'm, I'm not going to forgive him. I'm going to just, every time I look at him, every time I look at her, every time I think of him, I'm just, forget him. Forget that. Uh-uh, I'm blocking you out. You don't deserve my forgiveness. You don't, I don't have to. You know how bad you hurt me? You know what you did to me? And you think you're blocking them off, but you're actually playing pause on your purpose and what God wants you to be. You see, to, the, tonight is all about, it's, it's all about this DIY snow globe. DIYs do it yourself. Those of you who don't watch YouTube or anything. For some of us, forgiveness is like a snow globe. Looks good, but I don't live in that. You ever look at a snow globe like that? I'm weird like that. I shake it. I'm like, wow, I want to live in there. If you ever had a, 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 a fish before, you probably thought the same thing. What, it, what is it like to swim in there? What's going on in that, that fish tank? Anybody ever thought that? Who, who owns a fish? Anybody own fish? Who believes that fish are real pets? Me too. Right? You ever look at your fish and be like, man, what, what's life inside of there? Right? What's going on in that little castle we bought him? Like, what's he, what is he really doing? Some of us look at people who love God and forgive, and we say, I wonder what that looks like. It looks pretty cool in there when I shake it up, but I can't be in that. I can't forgive people. That's not my reality. And the truth is that that's not how God wants us to live. I want to, I want to pitch to you tonight. Ready? I want to pitch to you a new reality that God has for you. See, see God wants you to, to, to live in joy although people hurt you. God wants you to live in peace and to live in freedom although people tear you down and although people write you off. God wants you to be free from that. He wants you to live a full and complete life, loving, reaching, even blessing those that hurt you. Amen? You see right there, blessing those that hurt you. That's like, uh-uh. What? The bless? The person that hurt me? You see, following God is always counterintuitive, and it's always, by the world, it's, it's seen as counterproductive. What do you mean I'm supposed to love people that hurt me? I heard a story once. Uh, a pastor, he's talking to some dude, he's like, Hey, man, you're a Christian? And the pastor's like, yeah. He's like, dude, you believe the whole Bible? He's like, yeah. He slaps him as hard as he can across the face. Psh! The pastor looks at him. Why'd you slap me? He's like, oh, the Bible says to turn the other cheek. Do you believe that? The pastor's like, yep. Other hand. Psh! He looks at him. He's like teary-eyed because it kind of hit him in the eye. And he's like, and the guy's like, 
okay, let's talk about God. Listen, I'll just tell y'all tonight, don't try that on me, all right? <laughs> I'm not that pastor, all right? But here's the idea. So much of what God wants, I'm just keeping on with you. Danny, I'm like, don't, don't try that. I'm trying to get back to this. So much of the Bible is like, what the heck? What, what do you mean the greatest of you are the servants? What, what do you mean the, the, the greatest among you is the, mo- the ones who's most humble? What do you mean those who prosper in this world are the ones who are the meek and the humble? That makes no sense. Listen, following God really makes no sense sometimes. But sometimes, listen, what, what moves you forward in God is your ability to obey him. What moves you forward in Jesus is your ability to obey him. Listen, my Bible is full of things I don't really understand sometimes. My Bible is full of things that my flesh doesn't really agree with sometimes. But listen, I am not running off my feelings. I'm running off a decision. And my decision is that I love Jesus, that I'm living for him. He died for me. He gave his life for me. I'm going to live for him no matter what. And I'm going to live my life based off decisions and not feelings. See, here's the truth. If you've ever been hurt, it kind of feels like you're bleeding. I want to read to you a verse in Isaiah chapter 1. God is saying it. He said, listen, come now. Let's settle this. I believe tonight is a night of settling. Amen. Anybody believe God's going to settle some things tonight in your heart? Come on. Some of you guys are already broken down. Come on. I believe this. God is saying, come on, let's settle this. Says the Lord, though your sins are like scarlet. I will make them as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool. In other words, if you're wounded by people and you're literally feeling like you're bleeding all over the place, if you're literally hurt by someone and you still haven't closed that wound, if you feel that tonight, we're going to make you as white as snow. If, verse 19, you see, don't stop reading the Bible. Continue reading. If you will only obey me. This process of forgiveness only works when you keep on obeying God. So I want to talk to you really quickly why we don't forgive. Why we don't forgive, and I'm going to give you some steps on how the Bible says to forgive. You guys ready? I got 20 minutes. Here's why we don't forgive. Number one, we have a wrong understanding of forgiveness. Because we don't understand what it is, sometimes we don't do it because we don't think we know how to do it. So let me tell you what forgiveness is not. Ready? Forgiveness is not minimizing the seriousness of the offense. You guys here tonight? Forgiveness is not minimizing the seriousness of the offense. I've talked to people. You've talked to people. You probably felt this once. And something deep inside of you, maybe your flesh, maybe the enemy, I don't know what it is, but there's something deep inside of you that every time you're about to forgive somebody, you get this idea of, man, me forgiving them probably makes it seem like what they did wasn't that big of a deal. But it was big of a deal, so I'm not going to forgive them. Probably for like a month or two. Maybe around like month three, I'll forgive them just so they know how bad it hurt me. But the truth is, is that forgiveness is not minimizing the seriousness of the offense. Listen, you're hurt by it. You don't think God knows that you're hurt by it? You don't think God knows that that person hurt you deeply? That pain is still inside of you? Listen, God knows it. And listen, he's still asking, listen, forgive them. Forgive them. Let them go. Set yourself free from the trap of unforgiveness. If you ever feel like you don't want to forgive someone just because it's such a big of a deal, understand that that's not forgiveness. Forgiveness is not minimizing the seriousness of the offense. It could be a serious offense. It doesn't mean you give someone a timeline on when you're going to forgive them. Forgiveness is a decision based off what you believe, not based off what you feel. Kind of like your wife. 
if you have one or if you want one. You don't wake up and feel like loving them sometimes. It's a decision you make. Every day, I'm going to love my wife. Every single moment I breathe, I'm going to love my wife. It's the same thing with Jesus. Every day, I'm going to listen and obey. I'm going to forgive you. Can you hurt me today? I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to give you freedom. I'm going to walk in this thing and walk in this journey of forgiveness. Because it's based off a decision, not based off a feeling. Forgiveness is not minimizing the seriousness of defense. So that's anyone who ever says that. I love this one. Forgiveness is not reconciliation. So this is for the abusive relationship where someone in here is probably like, okay, I'm going to forgive them, but that, does that mean I have to be back with them, boyfriend, girlfriend? I don't, I don't think so. Forgiveness is not reconciliation. Forgiveness is different than reconciliation. Watch this. Forgiveness leads to reconciliation. I've talked to an abusive couple once. I told her, listen, forgive him, but reconciliation probably isn't the best idea now. Why? Because he's not ready for it, so it'll end up worse. And watch this. You're not ready for it, but you're always ready for forgiveness. I, I don't want to be friends with them. I could forgive them, but I don't want to, like, kiss them all the time. That's all right. We're going to walk this thing out, but let me tell you that you've been forgiven much, so we should forgive much. But this is for everyone who's ever said, Forgiveness is not reconciliation. That's so true. It's not. I'm trying to let, I'm trying to free myself from the captivity of unforgiveness. And we'll work on the reconciliation thing. Anybody here tonight? Listen, I, I, I'm going to, you ever heard this before? I, I'm going to forgive them when, when they say sorry. You ever heard that before? When you live like that, you're only holding yourself hostage until they decide to ask for forgiveness. You can throw that up. Don't sleep on me. You're holding yourself hostage until they decide to ask for forgiveness. That's if you're ever like, man, I'm only going to forgive them when they, when they ask for forgiveness. You're saying, I'm not going to let them go until they say I'm sorry. That's not the way God wants us to live. God wants us just to forgive people. And, and this doesn't mean reconciliation. It doesn't mean being best friends again. It means living a life Jesus wants us to live. You guys here tonight? Number three, forgiveness is not forgetting. And that's huge. Because listen, that, that worst feeling you've ever felt, I'd be lying to, I'd be lying to you if I told you you're going to forget that one day. Pastor, that's not positive. I'm positive that you won't forget it. <laughs> it's, it's just, guys, come on. It, it's, it's serious. You probably won't forget it. And, and some of you guys think you haven't forgiven that person because you haven't forgot about it. Listen, I walk with scars all the time. My scars don't go away. I got scratched at LA Fitness the other day. The scar's still there. I'm healed. I forgave him. But when I look in the mirror, I still got a scar there. Honestly, you know, my girlfriend kind of digs it, so whatever. <laughs> Is that TMI? Probably. Am I good? Can you say I'm good? One, two, three. Thank you. All right, all right, so, so I, hope, I hope we transition. You, understanding forgiveness is important. I think we misunderstand forgiveness. Here's another one. We, we don't understand forgiveness, number two, we don't think it's fair. Probably the majority of everyone in here. I know what forgiveness is. I know forgiveness isn't being best with the people that hurt you. I know forgiveness isn't, you know, uh, uh, forgetting. I know all that stuff. But here's the truth. Sometimes we don't think it's fair to forgive people. 
I'm going to hold on to that as long as possible. Because she hurt me. He put me on blast. That group of people, mm -mm, you'll never get my approval. The enemy wants you to live a life in, guys. He leaves you trapped. Listen, God is leading you to who? To people. You know, when you walk in this thing called life with Jesus, here's what I believe. Here's my example, right? So you start your life. So like God's at the altar, right? Bad theology, but whatever. God's at the altar. You're over here. The closer you get to Jesus, you meet him. You have that altar moment. He points you right back to people. Go make a difference in your job. Go make a difference in your family. Go heal people. Come on. You're a walking, breathing revivalist. Go, go speak to people. Come on. And the enemy is saying, go back into the field, but go protected because you don't know who's going to hurt you in the process. You don't know who's going to offend you. I want you to live a life guarded. And the truth is sometimes we, we think, man, I don't want to forgive them because it's not fair. You don't know what they did to me. But I, I want to read you a story. See, see, this happens in the Bible. A man named Peter. Peter has some issues with some people, and he has an issue because they keep hurting him. <clears throat> Jesus, I got some people that are hurting me, and they're hurting me, and they're hurting me. I want you to tell me how many times I got to forgive them. Is four times good? Should I give them three strikes and they out my life? How many times should I forgive someone? And this is a great happening in the Bible, book of Matthew. <clears throat> Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? Seven and a half? Not even seven times, Jesus replied. But 70 times seven. Listen, what Jesus wasn't saying, forgive them 490 times. What he was saying is, listen, keep on forgiving them. Even if they hurt you 10 times, forgive them. 800 times, forgive them. Come on, every day of your life, if they're hurting you, forgive them. But 70 times seven, next verse. Therefore, the, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his account. So, so what Jesus is doing now is Jesus, when people don't understand things, he begins to tell us a parable, which is literally a story so people get it better, right? So he goes, okay, you don't understand this whole forgiveness thing. Let me, give, let me give you an example of why you should forgive people. So this is how it starts up. So it says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven, so it's God and like his kingdom, right, can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him, right? Kind of makes sense. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him a million dollars. So you have a king, and one of the peasants owes him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay it, obviously, so his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned to pay the debt. But the man fell down before him. He said, Master, he begged him. He said, Please be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him and forgave him of his debt. That's when Jesus forgives you of all the sins you've ever committed. That's some of us are going to make that prayer tonight. Who believes that? Come on. People are going to get saved tonight. Who believes that? That's when you find out that God paid all that sin. All you got to do is confess with your mouth, believe it in your heart, and you're saved. All the sins you've ever committed, past, present, and future, wiped out, clean. Millions of dollars in debt. You can never pay your sin. You can never pay that debt. You've been forgiven. But it doesn't stop there. When the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand. So he owes the king a few million, and he has someone that serves him that owes him a few thousand. That's somebody, that's somebody that hurt him. That's somebody that did something to him. Now look how he handled the situation. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. 
You don't know what he did to me. You don't know how they hurt me. Get your grandmother throat right now. His fellow servant. You know you're mad when your face like scratches. My mom's mad at me. She doesn't have to make a noise. She just goes, I'm getting whipped tonight. <laughs> his fellow servant fell down before him. A little, he begged him. So in one moment, it's amazing. He's begging his king. And another moment, he has someone begging him. And he's caught in the crossroad. He says, be patient with me. I will pay it. He pleaded. This is crazy. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they snitched. They went to the king and told him everything that happened. 32. The king called in the man he'd forgiven. He said, you evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man into prison to be tortured until he paid his entire debt. Jesus says this right at the end. He says, that's what my heavenly father would do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. I don't want to end on this note. It's kind of sad. It's kind of like, oh, my God, I suck. I don't know if I'm coming back here. Listen, Jesus is for you. Jesus loves you. But for you to walk in your purpose, you've got to forgive some people what they've done to you because you've been forgiven. You can forgive people because you've been forgiven. How many times have you closed the door on Jesus and he stood right in front of that door waiting for you to come back? How many, it's, this is what I believe, I said this last week, God is on the porch and he's just waiting for his children to come home. He's looking, he's searching for those far, deep in sin, deep in just the lost places of the world. He's looking, he keeps the door open, always willing to forgive you, always willing to take you in. No matter how many times you know you failed him. No matter how many times you know you walked the opposite direction. No matter how many times you were faced with an opportunity to follow Jesus and follow the devil, literally. And you literally went the other way. He doesn't abandon you. He doesn't leave you. He doesn't write you off. He still gives you an opportunity to come on home. He still gives you mercy and grace. So we can forgive because we've been forgiven. You guys here tonight? Number one, we don't, we don't forgive because we don't understand it. Number two, we don't forgive because we don't think it's fair. Here's the real one, the realest one. We don't forgive because we don't think we can do it. This is your mentality right now. This is it. I'm prophesying right now. This is what you're thinking. This can't happen, and you can't do this. You can throw it up, Angel. This cannot happen. Forgiveness, not going to happen. Forgiveness, you can't do it. You can't do it. I want to encourage you by discouraging you. You can't. Forgive people on your own strength. You can't follow Jesus on your own strength. You can't resist sin, resist sin on your own. You can't live this life in holy matrimony with the Lord all by yourself. You need a partner. You need help. You need guidance. Come on, greatest thing. Come on, can we put that verse up? Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because he is my strength. Because he's walking with me. Because he's for me, not against me. Because he's pushing me forward. Come on, you hear tonight? Because he's leading me. I can forgive people. Forgiveness. We see it as something just awesome. And it's not a reality. Wow, look at this amazing snow globe. Life is awesome in there, Pastor. 
This is forgiveness. Sounds great. Looks great. But man, it's, it's available to you only if you obey. I want to pitch this to you tonight. Steps in God aren't led by feelings. You guys here tonight? Let's go deeper. Following God is viewed as counterintuitive and counterproductive. What does that mean? So, so when God says, when God says, follow me, it's, it's going to seem like you're not following him. You're just going to look like a retard sometimes. Y'all here tonight? Choices lead and, and feelings follow. Your choices lead you and your feelings follow. Pastor, why do we worship? It's the awkwardest thing ever. I love God, but what the heck are we doing? Listen, your choice is leading, your feelings will follow. Pastor, why are we in the Bible? It's so old. What are, you, what are we doing? What is this? Went to the book of Numbers. I got confused. I got a headache. I can't read the Bible. Listen, choice is leading, your feelings will follow. I want to be a Christian led by my choices, not by my feelings. Choices lead and your feelings follow. Listen, you only need obedience in moments that you don't want to. You guys here tonight? Obe obedience is, is kind of what God is pushing us to. I feel like when it comes to forgiveness, most of it is obedience. When it comes to forgiveness to people, most of it is obedience. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25 and 28. Catch the heart of this. Don't be confused. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom. In other words... What I'm about to tell you how to forgive, I'm about to show you ways the Bible says how to forgive, and then we're going to worship, we're going to cry, and we're going to get salvation. You guys ready? You guys here tonight? The foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom. What does that mean? I'm not going off track. What I'm saying is forgiveness sometimes looks like you're, like you're losing. Forgiving people sometimes looks like you're stupid. People will look at you and say, why are you forgiving him? Why are you giving him grace? Why are you even having a conversation? You shouldn't even talk to them. I love this. The weakness of God is stronger than human strength. What does that mean? You're, you're going to seem weak. You're weak, bro. What do you mean you're forgiving him? You're, you're weak, bro. What do you mean you're worshiping? You're weak. What are you doing? But the truth is that the weakest of God is stronger than any human strength. And the, the, the foolishness of God is wiser than any human mentality. Love, we continue to read, not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. This is crazy. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are. How do I forgive? Number one. Pray for them. Pray for them. I, I once talked to a couple that were going through it. You know what I told them right there in the meeting? I said, okay, I want, right now I want you to pray for her. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. God bless this witch. Bless this witch. You know how the prayer ended? Lord, I want her to live a full life. I want her to be happy. I said, pray for him. Oh, God, bless this warlock. <laughs> Harry Potter in the flesh. Spelliamus. 
it starts off stupid. What do you mean you're praying for your enemies? What do you mean you're praying for the people that hurt you? Listen, by the end of that prayer, it's hard to love God and not love people, right? It just doesn't make sense. Like, think of the cross. If this happens honestly, then this is going to happen. People next to you. So, so when you're praying for people that you don't like, it's like, what the heck is going on? How do I start this thing? Lord, and you just blast his teeth and pop his tires. And you'll end up somewhere like, God, I want him to be happy. God, I want to let him go. God, I want to let this go. God, I, I pray for my dad and what he did to me. Can we keep it real tonight? Y'all here? Can we keep it real? God, I want to pray for my mom for what she did to me. I want to pray for my uncle for, for what happened all those years ago. I need to let go of that. I, I want to pray for my aunt that told me that one thing. I, I need to pray for them. I promise you it will start bitter, but as you continue to love God, you'll honestly love people more. Pray for them. That sounds stupid. Listen, God chooses the foolish things to make others who call themselves wise to look foolish. I ain't going to do it. Listen, this is an obedience thing. Forgiveness is an obedience thing. You guys here tonight? You know how hard this is to preach? This is so hard. But we're doing this together, right? Obedience. Listen, Matthew, let's read together. I'm almost done. How do I, how do I forgive you? Have you heard the law that says love your neighbor and hate your enemy? Yeah, that's what the world says. Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Jesus like, this is what I say. Listen to me. I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. What? How many of you guys are ready to start praying for your enemies? Who's ready to take this challenge on? Who's ready? Who's ready? Let's do this. Here's another one. This, it, it gets crazier. Ready, ready? How do I forgive? Pray for them. Number two, bless them. This is how you know you're blessing someone. When someone asks you about that person and, and, and you speak good about them. How, that, how are you and that girl doing? Caught in that moment, right? Like, should I put her on blast? Or? I don't know, man, but she, I think she's doing good. She's a great person. She's awesome. It's the process of forgiveness. This isn't, this isn't natural, but it's obedience. It says in the book of Luke. You guys feel good tonight? You guys feel great? It's a challenge, y'all. It's called the gospel, right? Come on, he's changing us. He's transforming us. But to you who are willing to listen, I say, those who want to grow in God, those who want to let go of offense, this is what I say. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. And pray for those who hurt you. You got to bless them. How would your outlook be on people if you blessed them? How would your outlook on people be if you just started blessing people and started uplifting people? And just, oh, I don't want to bless them, but I'm going to do it anyways because God's leading me to something deeper. And I'm living for God. I'm not living for myself. I'm making a decision to live in forgiveness. I'm not going to live off my feelings. Here's this when it gets crazy. Not only are you supposed to pray for them, not only are you supposed to bless them, this one's wild. You're supposed to do good to them. Some of y'all just threw in the towel. Listen, this is the gospel. God's leading you. He's challenging you. Let's read that verse. Come on, everything's backed up. Romans. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can live in peace with everyone. It gets crazy. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. 
I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Do not let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Fire and fire does not make water. It was like so obvious, right? Duh. <laughs> How many of you guys don't like this sermon right now? You don't like it. Here's advice. If you don't like it, obey it. And you will jump into a new reality that God has for you. You look at a snow globe, you're like, man, it looks so awesome in that snow globe. This is sometimes you think what God has for you, impossible. This isn't reality. God wants you to live in the snow globe. God wants you to live in the snow globe. Almost dripped on you. It says in the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as Christ has forgiven you. Listen, hurt people hurt people, but the forgiven forgive. Every head bow, eye close. You've been forgiven. I want the whole band to come up, the entire band, as quickly as possible. All the singers, can you guys please rush up here? Come on, we're going to worship in just a moment. Let God deal with you right now. Your pride will break in the process of forgiveness. Everything is telling you, why, why are you even thinking about forgiving them? Why are you even thinking about closing that chapter in your life? Why are you even contemplating this idea? You know what they did to you. You know how they treated you. You know how you felt. And I want you to tell that same voice, I'm not living for my feelings. I'm living for Jesus. Come on, I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to bless them. I'm going to do good to them. I'm going to... Come on, somebody. All over this room. Every head bow, we got closed. He's working in you right now. Listen, if you're here tonight, every head by your close, and you want and, and you want a little bit of prayer on this on forgiveness. Hey, Pastor, I need some help in this obedience walk. I want to live in forgiveness. I want to live in the purpose. If that's you right now, all over this room, if you want to make that decision right now. Shoot your hand up on the count of three. One, two, three. You need a little bit of help. Forgive me. Come on. That's you. All over this place. All over this place. Amen. 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 Come on. Every hand down. Put your hand down. I'm going to pray for you right now. Lord, I pray for every hand lifted up in this room. I need just a little bit of a push, Father. I need just a little bit of help. Lord, right now, I believe that you are leading us to a life of forgiveness. This isn't just a snow globe reality. Lord, this is a reality you're calling us to, that you're leading us to. We're going to draw near to heaven, Lord. And I pray right now, Lord, that you allow us and give us the strength to move forward. You close the chapters that no man can close. Come on. You reconcile the relationships that nothing can ever bring back together. Lord, right now, for all the hands that went up, the honest hearts, Lord, I pray that you reach them right where they're at. You mend something in their hearts together tonight. Hold them close to your heart. See, right now, I want to make another prayer. I want to make one more prayer tonight. If you're in this room, if you, here's the truth. It's hard to forgive if you don't know you've been forgiven. I want to let some people know tonight. Listen, Jesus died on the cross for you. There was a payment of a million, gazillion, billion dollars you couldn't pay. 
and that's called sin. Listen, you couldn't pay for it. You couldn't do nothing to erase it, but Jesus got on a cross. He put himself on the line for you. He died for you, and he prepared a way for you in heaven only if you believe in him. See, that's you tonight, and you just want to accept Jesus as your personal Savior. Come on, we got two Fridays left. I believe we're going to see so many salvations. Right now, if you want to make a decision and say yes to Jesus, on the count of three, shoot your hand up. Unafraid, unashamed. That's you. Ready? One, two, three. Shoot your hand up. High, high, high. Shoot it up. Shoot it up. We got one hand, two hands, three hands, four hands. Come on, five hands.